0: Hola chicas chicas. Bienvenidas a la charla I'm Isela, a wife, teacher, entrepreneur, and new mommy to my sweet baby boy, Logan Jace I'm Lily, I'm a teacher, daughter, and engaged to a wonderful man Somos dos Latinas from
1: Texas, loving life and living it up Acompáñanos as we chat all things mujer
0: Makeup, libros, food, familia, and just bringing you into our everyday lives So grab your cafecito and let's chat Hey guys, bienvenidos to another episode of La Charla. We promised you nuevos sabor and topics of discussion in 2021. And today we bring you just that. Today we bring you the case of Elisa Lam. That's right, we dive into a true crime discussion with a round table of guests and one who will provide a shocking twist you don't want to miss. If you haven't seen the Netflix documentary, Crime Scene, The Vanishing at Cecil Hotel, please do yourself a favor and check it out. Post to our IG page, La Charla PC, with your thoughts on what you think really happened to Elisa. Okay, guys, let's jump into the show. On January 31st, 2013, a young Canadian college student by the name of Elisa Lamb set out on a pilgrimage to the United States in order to fulfill her desire to travel and see the world. Elisa lived in Canada, and she had always dreamed of visiting California, after much convincing Elisa's parents allowed her to go as long as she promised to call them every day. Elisa was excited and bold as she posted on Tumblr about meeting new people in the U.S. on her solo trip across the Golden State. When she arrived in Los Angeles, Elisa checked into the infamous Cecil Hotel, and she never checked out. Okay, so today's episode is going to be about this whole case, crime case, uh, revolving around the Cecil Hotel and the disappearance of Elisa Lam. So we have a few guests on today's podcast, and I just want to go ahead and let you guys introduce yourself. So uh, first up, Wendy, do you want to say a little bit about why you are in this discussion with us today?
2: well first of all i'm in this discussion because of isela i was so really i was a little interested in it because it was on the top 10 um netflix shows to watch that week but i'm that person that i do not like scary things they scare me i feel like if you watch it and you see it all the time you bring it in somehow or another and so i was like no that, that's not my type of show Marisela peer pressured me and she's like just try it just <laughs> <"Let's> try it <laughs> and so I went ahead and did it but a little bit about me I am like she said my name is Wendy Morales I'm a fourth grade teacher and I recently got engaged to a wonderful man of five years that I've been dating um, I'm a proud first generation Salvadoran American and I want to say that because my parents um, grew up basically in los montes de salvador and so over there if you want someone to fix you up if you're sick you know you'll go to the curandero and they will fix you and have these remedies and say something to make yeah like a spiritual healer and so my, my family is into that in a way but then you know now being a little bit more americanized sometimes i second guess myself about if I believe in that but then again I'm like some of those things are real but then some of those things are scary and you know there's so many different things that are kind of suspicious about it I don't know yeah. maybe I want to be oblivious to that I don't, I don't know but anyways I'm going to be the scaredy cat of this group for those <laughs> um, listeners um, I'm the one that I was really scared to watch this and even throughout it I was very scared. I had to have my fiance watch it with me. And he's another one of those uh people that he doesn't like to watch any scary things either, being a man. And um, there was a time during the night when we were watching it, the, the lights were off, and I just couldn't handle it, even though he was right next to me. I'm like, turn on those lights because I need to skip through all this, or I don't know, I'm too scared. <laughs> <laughs> I love
0: happy-go-lucky shows, (laughs) y'all. That's (laughs) me. And that's me, y'all. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Wendy, for joining us. I'm so glad that you decided to do this, even though I did peer pressure you. Uh, Katie, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself?
1: Sure. I'm Katie Kanatzer. I am a wife uh, to Josh. We have been married 14 and a half years. We have a daughter, Sophia, um, and I am a middle school, high school teacher um, by trade at a little private school. Um, I am the opposite of Wendy. I live for murder mysteries. I live for eerie ghost stories. Um, actually, Josh usually gets really scared because he's like, why are you watching this, these shows all the time? What's (laughs) wrong with you? You're so demented. And I just remind him that, you know, no one would ever find his body. So we better behave, you know, cause I I've learned so much from all these shows. <laughs> <laughs> so when I saw, when I saw another, like, I think the title of it's crime something, I was like, mm-hmm. okay, that's right up my alley. And um, without going too much into it, I definitely was hooked on what was, they were saying, you know, was happening. And so, but by the end, I think I may have a different take on like the takeaway from the show, from the the docu-series than maybe other people do. And so I was kind of curious to see if I came on here and talked to other people who watched it, if they got the same, um, you know, takeaway from it that I did. Um, I definitely had the feeling at the end that it could have been done in 15 minutes. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Um, But I loved the journey of it. So I'm excited to talk about it and see what other people's thoughts are on it.
0: Awesome. Great. We're excited to hear your thoughts for sure. And poor Josh. Mm-hmm. As <laughs> <laughs> long as he behaves. Right. Hey, Sally, you want to tell us a little bit about yourself?
3: Yes. Okay. So my name is Sally Estetico. I'm a wife, a mom of three. I'm a stay-at-home mom. And... um I'll just put it out there. I'm a psychic medium and nobody knows that on Facebook or anywhere else. Only those that are very, very close to me. Because it's such a taboo thing. And it's hard growing up Catholic, Mexican. Like, yeah, we have el loco, we have the curandero, we have all of that. But the moment you say, oh, I'm psychic or, oh, I'm this or, oh, guess what? I practice shamanism. It's like, okay, she's batshit crazy. So I actually hold it. Close to my chest and only those who I've let in so when Isella brought me in and said hey have you seen this no I haven't but I'm really interested in this documentary I thought let me come in not knowing a thing and kind of put my gifts to the test and see what I can bring to the table um Wendy I love you <laughs> Katie I love you already I have to say um I, like I'm like like literally vibrating um let me just back it up a moment before I start reading you guys, because I'm already like getting flooded with like energy and people around you. Let me just say that, um, I, as a psychic I help out people who are having or going through spiritual awakenings. Um, I've actually helped with cold case files, missing persons, um, validating information that actually has helped. Um, and, I do a lot of healing circles and prayers for the planet and for people, no matter who you are, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I do not judge. There is no good, bad, ugly. I'm loving everybody, flooding everybody with love and light. That's just what I do. That's just my nature. Um, Wendy, you were onto something. You're absolutely right. The reason why you feel the way you do about, oh, no, I can't watch that. Or, oh, I'm scared is because you are a beacon of light and so full of love that you can feel, you can feel the good and the bad. There's nothing to be scared of. All you have to do is the, the fact that like you love God and you pray to God, you're untouchable. Okay, truly. Katie, I love that you are strong and you have this thing about you that's kind of like, I'm going to just read the room, fill people out before I dive in. And I love that you are just open to everything, but you still have that reservation of Okay, well, hold on. There's got to be more to this. I'm not going to just take it for what it's worth. Um, Wendy, I feel like there's a grandmother figure with you. Um, and Katie, I feel like there's a grandpa figure with you. So, and if you don't have any grandparents that are on the other side, it could be a whole generation further behind them. So we can always touch on that later. So I'm here, not knowing what the heck we're talking about, but I'm so excited because the moment you still has said, you gotta come in. I'm like, let's do it. I'd love to.
1: <laughs> awesome. I'm so excited to have you. Very, very oh my very God.
2: Excited. Me too. I just felt like <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't stop smiling. You can see me on camera. I was like, oh my God. So, are we supposed to validate if there was
1: a figure? <laughs> you can if you want to we can take it if, if right you want to sure
3: absolutely I, I do have
1: a I do have a grandfather who passed.
3: Okay. Awesome. It, now um I'm gonna I I constantly test myself and my spirit guides are probably like, really, like, do you have to do that? But I, I'm very, very much the healthy skeptic. So I'm like, look, you got to give me something a little bit more just so that Katie believes what I'm saying or who I'm with. So if we want to, if we have any time later, I would love to try to like dive in a little deeper because I know that if they're coming in more than likely they have a message. So, yeah, yeah. But just know that he's with you. Um, is there something about horses? For me? Yeah. No horses. Nobody but you don't. From my grandfather. Where, yeah. Where did he grow up?
1: Uh, DFW. Okay. Yeah. Garland, Wilmer, Lancaster.
3: Okay. Okay. All right. We'll, we'll see where this goes. But I yeah, feel very much. Yeah, have to think about much, it. Yeah, I'm feeling I'll have to like think that. About it. Yeah, I don't feel like he like had horses or wrote. I don't know if maybe he just had a love or a passion for them. But like I like I I'm like hearing that whole raw theme song in my head. So I don't know what that means.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, that could have been his personality. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. I'll think on
3: that one. Okay. Yeah, Wendy, what you want to say?
2: <laughs> I don't- I'm just excited to be here <laughs> you no know, I was gonna say Sally you made me feel at peace because I'm not gonna lie when you said the whole taboo thing and you know how people kind of see it like oh it's a bad I was actually I was scared a little bit because I was like I, I've never gotten my palm red. I just always felt but I don't know I feel like something positive from you I'm getting these vibes so I don't know yeah. thank you for well, making me feel at ease
3: no, you should. And I think that's like <laughs> the biggest thing for me. I, I don't I don't want, I guess, I know how people interpret it, even like in movies. And so the last thing I want is for someone to like, I even though I say I could care less what people think about me, at the end of the day, if someone started who I've known for years and years was like, oh, sh- Sally didn't lost her mind. Like that would hurt my feelings, you know? Mm-hmm. But I think we all know that there is something bigger out there. And we have to just believe that there's good out there and we can't stop doing that. You know, the good, good, always, always wins. The good always wins. So you have to just stay positive. Constantly. But don't, don't feel scared. There's no reason. to I
0: feel very at, at ease now. <laughs> <laughs>
3: good. good.
0: <laughs> okay guys. So what we're going to do is we're going to go ahead and dive in. So uh, Sally, you can start listening in as to what took place with this entire okay. case. Um, and basically, it's the story of Elisa Lamb. Um, now, this hotel was built um, almost a century ago, ago in Los Angeles, California. Um, it had they had big plans for it. It was it had a grand, luxurious um, entryway. Whenever you walk into the hotel, and over time, basically, what happened was Skid Row was established around this hotel. So you have um, drug abusers, drug dealers, the homeless population, um, people who are being left there that are released from mental institutions. So it basically is like this dumping ground for the unwanted, unfortunately. So um, that started to bleed into the hotel. So uh, back then, I don't remember exactly which year it was, but they started letting people stay there long term because they could stay there for a really cheap price every day. It was like three to four dollars or something like that. Um, so over time, you have all of, you know, this uh, not so positive activity going on throughout the whole hotel. There were several murders there are suicides, there's drug overdoses, I mean, there's prostitution, there's so many things going on with this in this hotel. So this uh, docu-series that Netflix released is based on Elisa Lam, and she was a Canadian student um, who lived in Vancouver, and she wanted to travel the world, and she wanted to visit, you know, different countries and just explore. And She used to post all the time on Tumblr. You remember Tumblr, right? I don't even know if Tumblr is still around or not. But anyway, she would post on Tumblr and she basically use it as a, an outlet or like a diary. And she would type everything that she was feeling and her thoughts and um, you know, saying that she wanted to see the world and she wanted to travel and she had to convince her parents to let her go to California because that's where she wanted to start. She basically wanted to have this like pilgrimage across the entire state and go to all the the major cities and, and see everything. But she wanted to go solo, okay? So her parents say yes. And they tell her, call us every day. And yeah, you can go. Um, so she, she gets there and when she checks into the Cecil hotel, well, she checked into this hotel because she found a deal online. Like it's super cheap, affordable. And she's like, you know, that's great. You know, I don't have that much money and you know, I'm young and I want to go, you know, see all of these places. So yeah, that's a great deal. She, um, uh, books this hotel, not knowing what she's getting into. So anyway, she checks into this hotel and that's where it goes South for her. Um, She ends up missing. So there are all of these different types of speculation around what happened to her. Um, Of course, you know, the internet is extremely powerful. And when people get a piece of information, that piece of information can be pulled in so many different directions. So you have this group behind the whole, you know, mission on finding her and finding what happened to her. And this very important video footage um, was released to the LAPD of her being um, basically recorded in the elevator, like the uh, camera in the elevator recorded her. And that is the last known footage of her. And the video is extremely creepy. Like it sets the tone that there's some sort of like, um, I don't know, demonic spirits or something going on in the hotel. Um, and that that's what's going on with this video. Um, once that was released, all of the online sleuths took over this video and everybody just online was we're just trying to figure out what happened to her. So um, fast forward, there's been other um, different opinions as to what happened. The online sleuths uh, actually took this artist who was a metal music artist. Who was extremely morbid and that was his name his name was morbid and guys when i saw the footage i was like wow (laughs) you took it to another level like he's pretty dark and then when i saw his interview later i was like you're not that bad of a guy like what in the world so anyway there's this guy (laughs) online his name is morbid and because of all of his videos and the fact that he was at the cecil hotel um Basically, they came after him. It became a witch hunt for this guy, thinking that he was the one that did something to her. Um, so that was one take as to what happened with Elisa Lam. Another theory was that um, she was part of this conspiracy because eventually we find out in the documentary that she her body was found in the water tanks that were above the hotel. So when that happened there was a whole discussion about how did she get in these water tanks? It's very difficult to get in there. Um, There are all of these details that surface about her um, mental incapacities and her not taking the proper medication for her imbalance. Um, Also the fact that it could be a government conspiracy. So there's so many things circulating this entire case and Her body was found, fortunately, so she was laid to rest back in uh, Canada. So yeah, so I'm going to just go ahead and dive into the questions that I sent the girls to see what they think and how they feel about everything that um, was laid into this documentary because it's quite interesting. So after we recorded this podcast, girl, you got to go watch it (laughs) because it's pretty interesting. Anyway. Okay, so I'm just going to dive in head first. How do you guys feel about the theory that it could have been a government setup to eliminate the Skid Row population? We're just going to go for it, guys. <laughs> okay. can I, I, I can I go first? Yeah, go. Okay, so I thought this was
1: really interesting because I did a little digging on it uh, because I was, you know, curious a little bit more about it. And um I don't know if this was mentioned in the series or not, but the strain of TB that was going around um, in Skid Row was actually a unique strain just to that population. So I thought that was very odd that, um, well, that a, that a whole population in such a, in such a small area would uh-huh. have this random new strain of tuberculosis and um i kind of dug a little bit deeper uh, <clears throat> the public service announcements and stuff and it says over and over that there's no public safety issue and i just thought that that was really interesting that um, it's a new strain i mean so many people were um, contracting it and um, dying from it but it was no public health issue Now, I do realize that tuberculosis is, um, what's the word I'm looking for, transmitted very easily um, in, you know, situations of close quarters, high mobility, people are moving, coming in and out. It's good road, right? Yeah. They're homeless. um, They're selling drugs. They're prostitutes, um, things like that. And it's very unsanitary. So it's kind of like the perfect storm for tuberculosis. Um, Mm -hmm. But I did find it very strange that it was a very unique strain that they had never seen before Mm -hmm. and that no one else needed to be, you know, concerned about it. It seemed a little too convenient to me.
0: Yeah. And just to just to backtrack a little bit, Sally, to fill you in the reason that this government conspiracy came about was because she was found in the water tanks and those water tanks, the um, guests that were staying in the hotel had no, before they found her body, they noticed that the water was murky, like coming out of the sink. People had brushed their teeth with it. People had consumed it. And then they went to check the water tanks and that's when they found her body. So then this whole um, outbreak of TB happens within Skid Row. And, Supposedly there is a vaccine released and the vaccine that was released is the name of Elisa Lamb in reverse it is called the Lamb Elisa. What? <laughs> yes. Okay.
2: Okay. That's just too big of a coincidence for me. Like there has to be more to the story that we don't know. And I feel with anything government related uh-huh. there's always more to the story that the people no, yes, I, I, feel like that theory is true to a certain extent,
0: in okay. my opinion. And did you think yes. like it was probably to wipe out the Skid Row population, maybe to just kind of get rid of that burden for the Not same? to
2: wipe it all, but to I guess make it smaller, condense and it, smaller.
0: Mm-hmm. condense yes, it. Yes,
2: because yes, because I know I have family who live in California, and they are, and they say that the the homeless population is getting ridiculous to the point that is bleeding out, I guess, to regular residential areas. And, um, and they're having issues, you know, with their property and even people and they feel so unsafe. But At the same time, I just feel so bad for these people in Skiro that, you know, basically the government or the city of Los Angeles, put everyone in one quarter, you know, in the city just to put all the bad people in one place. I just, I feel like, yes, those people need help because, I mean, I had my fiance told me that he has family over there and, you know, he's his his uh, aunt saw a man just like nude out in the open, you know, fondling himself in front of everyone. And, you know, there's children that pass uh, pass around. And so I understand not wanting them in your residential area, you know, to feel safe. But at the same time, mm-hmm. there needs to find a we need to find a better solution than just putting everybody in one place. Because of course, that's why there's going to be a lot of crime and everything that that square has at the moment. Yeah. So there should be some type of recovery program for these people, you know, and help because I don't know. I just well, I know, know. that I woman, know.
1: that manager. how, how many? murders did she say occurred while she like 80 it was like 80 was
0: in a decade
1: there? within yeah. a decade yeah Ten years, 80 murders. In it's
2: insane
0: in that, she gave me the tell. yeah that's oh yeah I think that was extremely upsetting for me too whenever I saw that, I was just like hold on and I literally like pause the tv and I'm like you're trying to tell me that this is just like a dumping ground for the unwanted of the city when we should be uh setting up better programs for them and try, and that's the thing. That's the biggest thing of our country that I see. And I don't want to get all political about this or anything, but I just feel like our, like, rehab programs are crap. And just trying to get people to, to recover what they can of their lives to try and be better and do better and to live a healthy lifestyle. It's just, you know, we're just so lacking in that. And it's, it's really sad. That was a really depressing part, I would say, within that uh, documentary. We don't
2: know what those people have gone through in their lives. And some of them are also veterans, you know, people who have, you know, <sighs> given up most of their life to fight and then to come back to their home country to just be treated like go away. Let let me put you at this corner because I don't want to deal with you right now.
3: Yeah. Sally. All right, um, all right. So I'm picking up some stuff since I haven't seen it. You didn't mention the elevator. So tell me this because I don't know what Elisa was wearing But was she like considered middle upper class because when i think of her when i see her or try to visualize her in the elevator like i get a reference to like pearls or cute little earrings like a sweater button down like the buttons are like like did they did she come from like a good family i guess it's maybe family with money you
0: know I don't think they in the documentary. I don't think they dove into the background of the family, but she was at a, a at a good college, you know. And okay. she just seemed like a casual girl, like you know, your cutesy, sweet, I feel like, type it, like of girl. I feel, I, but she was wearing a sweater.
3: She was okay because yeah. I feel she, almost okay. So she, uh-huh.
0: her
2: family were immigrants from China, uh-huh. so she was like first generation. In Canada, okay. so okay. and and I'm and so I think she was brought up well, mm-hmm. and, okay. and in a certain type of manner, and a hardworking okay. kind of manner, and they work hard for what they have. I know the father or the family had a little um, store as a business, as well. They owned a little okay. convenience store.
3: She seems she in my mind she seems because this is like the third eye talking. Like she seems very like if I were to say who not that she looks like her but her demeanor the way she is it's very like jennifer aniston like when you think of jennifer aniston and friends or even jennifer aniston even today when i see her dressed it's just put together and cute and like i'm getting chills up and down my body right now which i assume is like spirit telling me i'm on the right track go with it but i feel like she was such a sweetheart that she was like like just like gullible she would believe you like and I keep seeing a reference and I'm gonna say lurch and I'm gonna like totally age myself. But like, <laughs> I see this tall man. So I, I see this tall man, pale, um, very much like a lurch, like no, no personality, creepy vibes, like whoever this person was, I don't know if he was in the documentary or he may not even be alive, I don't know. But there is this specific individual who has this type of look to me and he's watching her, and he's following her. And I wouldn't be surprised if he is also responsible for other people that have gone missing, or died. Like that's the that's the person I see. Like he's over. I feel like he's definitely tall. He is tall. He's over six feet tall. He's, and he's strong, and he doesn't say much. I'm not going to say he's got mental issues. Well, I guess he would have to if he's to, if he actually did murder people. But you know what I mean. Like mm-hmm. he kept in, like. I don't want to say autistic but just like the lights are on but nobody's home like something just isn't right with him like there's just his the way he speaks there's just this there's a delay something's not right so i get that reference so i don't know if that means anything if they mention anybody any potential well the
2: thing about the hotel too is that it was like a two-in-one type of hotel yes so one side of the hotel was called Stay on Main. Uh-huh. And it was more to attract like um, international uh, people to come and stay in the hotel. It was a little bit more luxurious than the original okay. hotel, okay. which was the, C- the Cecil, the Cecil oh. Hotel. And um, okay. and so, but the two hotels connected. And so people can see the, uh, people in the other side of the hotel by the elevator that they share. So sometimes you will see you will see residents from one hotel at the same time that you see a resident from another hotel.
3: Okay, I'm seeing the kitchen. Is there something about the kitchen? Did they ever mention like anyone who? I, I don't know if there's maybe it was one kitchen that supported both, but I feel like whoever it's like definitely an inside job. And I feel like they knew the layout. They knew where to go, how to get to where they needed to get without being seen. Um, ins and in in and out. just like you know what I mean okay
2: in order to go go to the rooftop if it was with someone you needed a specific key supposedly
1: did you okay. hear about the other um the okay yeah so the alarm to get okay. up yes up there would supposedly go off but two things um some it didn't go on after she was found and everything and the alarm did not go off of course and then um because the the hotel manager was saying well no she couldn't have gotten up there because the alarm would have gotten went off gone off and we would have heard it well then people tried it and the alarm didn't go off but then also the dogs led them to the window where the fire escape was so she could have gone through the window and gone up the fire escape to actually get to uh, the roof. So there's actually two points of entry um, to get okay. to where she was found.
3: Isela, you mentioned yes. that the elevator, the, the elevator footage was creepy. Is there a mirror? Why do I feel like there's like the corner? is like, it's almost like silver or it's glassy. What's with the corner? There's something about the corner.
0: Well, in the video, when you watch the footage, she seems to recoil back into the corner, like she's hiding from somebody.
3: She ah, just got chills everywhere
0: she does this twice I want to say throughout the entirety of the video
3: is there anyone in the elevator with her because
0: we don't think there's anybody no, in the elevator no, right
3: no there is a the, oh, there is something nasty in that elevator with her she sees it but the cameras don't see it right is there? right you,
0: you don't see anything but her right you only see her. And you see At her. Age. Well, right
2: you see outside the, the elevator, peep the sleuths found like maybe it was like a foot. They're not sure what it was right outside the elevator. But it's so small, they think it was part of a foot that uh of somebody's and that they were holding uh the button on the elevator so it won't
0: leave. So, so that you don't see
2: anything and it's
0: Yeah. And that's one angle that they took with it. But then as other, um, you know, people started viewing the film and people who can usually pinpoint whether video footage has been edited, they started noticing that the timestamps and everything at the bottom were just kind of skewed and blurred out. And they also noticed the length of the um, elevator door being open for so long that they feel that that was edited also. So what some people are saying is that maybe a whole minute was edited out because she walks back out of the elevator she sticks her head out of the elevator and looks both ways it's really creepy then she walks back out to the elevator and it looks like she's speaking to someone but you can't see the person in the video she's standing right and the the elevator doors open the entire time catching all of the footage but
3: there's no footage of the hallway
0: well, and that's have- that was one of the other things that I that I was um, looking up and when I was doing my research about it is people were like, "What about footage in the lobby, in the hallway, you know, by the check in desk, by all the entries? Where is that footage? There is absolutely no other footage of her except for the elevator."
1: Well, that well, they Ugh. have the footage of her outside with the two guys that bring her the book.
0: Oh, that's right. That's right. Okay. You're right. Okay. okay, and we'll talk so, about for- that a
3: minute. Okay, before you say what they look like, because then it just, whatever I say after this point doesn't matter. Of those two gentlemen, you just said, Katie, either one of them wearing a suit, like Larch is wearing a suit. I don't
1: believe they show us any of the footage of them. And they do say, the police specifically say, they see them meet her at the front um, outside. They give her a package, which they later found, and it was books from a bookstore. And then they see both of them walk away and never return.
3: There is somebody who wears a suit. So I almost want to say you you think everybody at a hotel, front desk, Bellman, there's so many people that were, it's a man is responsible. He, it was, it was an inside job and he did it for a long time and he got away with it.
0: So here's another thing, um, talking about the book and the, the bookstore she went to, the bookstore she went to was called The Last Bookstore. That was the name of it. So she goes there. Here's another thing that was really odd that the online sleuths figured out. Whenever you type in um, the, what is it called? The domain domain address into Google, it would bring up the burial place of where she's buried in Canada.
1: Did you guys try it out? Because I did.
0: Did it work? It worked. Oh, what?
1: <laughs> Still to this day?
0: That yeah. gave me chills. What? Y'all need to stop. <laughs> that gave me chills. Uh-huh. I was
1: like, okay, okay. I got to see if this is true. So I just Googled it. I found it. And in, in it's uh, V56452 is the domain code. Oh. And you just click on it and it goes directly to the map of the cemetery where she's buried. And this is the domain for
0: the bookstore, the last bookstore that she went to.
3: Oh, this is where we need to ask Eric, how hard is it to manipulate that? Yeah. Like, is this just somebody's sick game?
1: Yeah, can they just put it, that in? Was that something that they did after the fact? It could have been.
3: Right, uh-huh. to to gain, yeah, some, yeah. Attention? And, mm-hmm, and people so, want to go.
1: What is a domain name anyways? What does, I mean, domain code for, I mean, if I go to my house or something, um, We'll see, you know, you have to have a domain code for, for what? For a website?
3: But, but, but don't what you is have the to purchase code? that beforehand? Right. That, that?
1: I, don't I don't understand know. what a domain code is. I guess that's the problem. Yeah. Same. No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but I can tell you it's V564. Um, it, oh, my gosh. I don't even know my own handwriting. I think it's SZ <laughs> or S2.
0: <laughs> and... If you just click on it, it, a map pulls up. Okay, so we're gonna go ahead and move on to um, the whole uh, thing with Morbid, the artist, okay? So Morbid, he uh, is a metal artist and he was posting videos on YouTube of um, his music videos. And these music videos, guys, like when I first saw it, oh my gosh, I was like, that's it. He did it. Like I, when I saw him, I said, this guy gave me the creeps. Okay. I'm so sorry if he's listening to this, but he gave me the creeps at that time. And he had a video, a music video, where he's like chasing a, a girl through the woods. Like he's gonna, you know, hurt her or whatever. But that was his whole thing. You know, he's, you know, this is his whole, you know, act, I guess. Um, so, He was staying at the Cecil Hotel, and guys, you got to correct me. I don't remember. Was he staying there at the same time she was, or was he not? One year exactly before she was there. So whenever people, you know, that were trying to figure out what happened to her, um, whenever they would Google anything about Elisa Lamb on YouTube, um, all these videos, of course, would come up. Um, from different people that had found new evidence, you know, so on and so forth. Well, that video came up of this artist, Morbid, where he was um, basically just recording himself talking that he was at the Celsa Hotel. And that led all of the online sleuths on a frenzy thinking, not even realizing that it wasn't at the same time, but thinking that this guy had done it because of all the morbid and crazy dark um videos that he had put out like he would have all this fake blood on his face. I mean, he was just extra when it came to his whole thing. So, um so yeah, there was that. At any time did you guys think that he was guilty before you saw all of those, you know, posts about him not even being there at the same time she was? I I thought it was too um obvious. It
1: was too <laughs> obvious to me like I don't know that just seems really I don't know it just seemed too easy right Mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. and actually to be honest with you one of the things that infuriated me the most of this whole situation is that witch hunt that they set out for him because it was so unfounded I mean he wasn't even in the country he was like in Mexico or something and it could have been solved in five seconds by looking at the date on the video and um well, I'll talk about that later. My end result kind of comes, okay. <laughs> comes a little bit from from that, but I'll save that to the to the final kind of, you know, what was yeah. your takeaway kind of thing. Well, so I,
0: what go ahead, go ahead I said at
2: first I was like, maybe there's a possibility, but like I said, this all this is like so new to me because I don't ever watch a lot of these things. I'm like, maybe it was. Why is he so weird? Why is he why does he look like that? What is, why does he like that? That looks really evil <laughs> but yeah. no um but at the end I did the same I kind of felt kind of bad for him because yeah, I'm like same. oh man he was about to get a record deal and all this other stuff and it just went all the down the drain for him
1: it was yeah. suicidal because they wouldn't leave him mm-hmm. alone I mean it wouldn't leave alone.
2: someone's life for no reason
0: mm-hmm. yep man that one that that was really sad especially seeing him now and seeing how hard it is for him to talk about it and the fact that he doesn't really want to talk about it, but he did it just to basically set the record straight and just kind of show the world, Hey, I was innocent. It was all an act. It's completely different. That's my art. This is who I am. He looks like the the nicest person. He really does. Yeah. He does. <laughs> He's he just so normal. Exactly. Um, <laughs> Very well-spoken.
3: <laughs> so
0: this is where we're going to kind of jump into what the LAPD and the hotel staff and management concluded about what happened to Elisa Lam. So when they take it back to all of her posts on Tumblr, they uh, reveal different posts of her talking about um, her having bipolar um, syndrome, her being depressed, her venting about how she feels when she has to be on her medicine, how the medicine makes her feel when she's off the medicine, so she has all of this going on um, and then one of her posts she said I want to meet new people as long as I want to say she said something like as, as long as they're not creepy or something like that like I want to meet different people as long as they're not weird or creepy and um, the people that say they saw her the staff members they said that she was just kind of erratic she was out there she was strange something was probably going on with her. And, and we stopped to think, well, why didn't you help her? But at the same time, we got to understand that the staff is used to seeing people just kind of strung out on drugs and, and just going through some stuff, you know? So I'm pretty sure that's why they didn't stop her. So anyway, um, when everything started happening with the water, there was another couple staying there and they were from London and it was their first time. In the United States. I mean, welcome to the United States. Uh, they stayed at the Cecil Hotel because they saw a cheap deal, of course, and they stayed there during the same time that Elisa Lamb was, was checked in. Um, so they're the ones, the I want to say the girlfriend or the wife, I'm not sure if it's a married couple or not, but she said that she went to brush her teeth and that's when she noticed the water tastes funny and the water looked dark and murky. So they phoned the front desk, um, manager let the maintenance guy know. So he goes up to check the water towers and that's when he finds her body. Her, she's completely nude and her clothing has floated to the bottom of the tank. Um, now I keep hearing two different things and I'm not sure what's accurate. But I heard that the, when he found her, was the door open to the water tank or was it closed? It was open. It was open.
1: When the janitor or the maintenance guy, Mm -hmm. yes, it was open and he says that twice. At the very end, they kind of re-ask him, like, are you sure it was open? And you can see on his face, it was open. I have a question, can I ask? Yeah, sure. Okay. So, obviously, the police officer that was on um, the press release or whatever, he says it was closed. Mm
0: -hmm. Okay,
1: but we know that it was open, Okay. My question is, what I don't understand is, and they have video of it on the, 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 the series. They have a whole slew of police officers on the roof. They have a helicopter with lights going all over the roof, shining their lights. How? I just, I, I'd like to see it, you know, from like that angle, when it, it being off. How did they not see that that was
3: open? That it was open. You're right. How? How did, did they not see during
1: that? the, when it was dark? That yeah, thing? they had, uh, well, yes. the footage that was on the video, it was dark and they had these huge, you know, spotlights coming from the helicopter all over, um, you know, the roof. And it, and it even shows light passes over the, the water tanks. I'd like to go back to that and see if in that, and footage, that footage, yeah. Was
2: it open? Yeah. Well, cause how big is that that opening? Because I
0: from what I remember, it wasn't that big of an opening, was it? It didn't look that big, but the footage that they showed in the daylight, you it you could see I would say that you could see it from a helicopter open. Because you it's like it's like a light gray tank and then I mean, when it's open, you just see, like, a black square, you know, like, the entryway of it. Well, Do that we know how- noticed?
3: I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Oh, that- no, I was just gonna, I was gonna ask, is, is it heavy? Like, would it take more than one person? I mean, I'm guessing you need a second person to toss the body in.
0: Well, here's the thing, the um, fire escape, the ladder is extremely narrow and then the ladder attached to the water tank to get to the top is extremely narrow so they're saying that if someone murdered her it would be really difficult to drag that body up there and put her in and another thing they were saying was the people saying that it was closed are saying how would she have closed it herself Because the weight of it, yeah, over her. Like, how would you jump in, reach back up, and pull that over yourself? Yeah,
3: if you're suicidal, you could care less if it's open or not. Yeah.
0: So my other
1: question was, did you catch at the end? We're talking about the size of the opening, which, okay, let's suspend our disbelief here for a second. If the opening Mm -hmm. was really, really small, did you catch at the end where they said, okay, so I'm envisioning she's there, she's floating, they, they, the the police go up there and they're going to pull her body out of that hole that she went into. Right. But instead they drain all of the water and let her body float all the way to the bottom. And then they cut a hole in the water tank to pull her body out. So I'm just, I'm trying to, I don't understand the logistics of why you wouldn't just pull her out of the top instead of cutting a hole in the side of the tank right he clearly fit in there the first time right. why are you now cutting a hole in the bottom i don't yeah, understand that that was that was anybody weird. have
0: any no thoughts on that? no but that, that was a that really doesn't. strange no it doesn't it doesn't at all
2: maybe they maybe there was something in their body and they were and they didn't know how long she was there so or, oh and maybe they didn't want to like
3: disturb
2: her or Or disturb her body in some way.
3: Right. If she started. Was really small. Well, what's the word? It's not rigor. I know there's a word for it when your body starts to harden. So maybe they wouldn't be able to get her out anyway. Rigor mortis. Rigor Thank you. Yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. So that was. I don't know. I I
2: know we're not on this, but there's something about the hotel manager that makes me feel a little uneasy I don't know if you guys felt the same way did you
0: feel like she was sort of desensitized to everything going on in her hotel like she was just like la 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 another day at work yeah but
2: here's the thing (laughs) notice that they paid I don't know how much money to get the hotel so in this she said I was brand new I didn't know nothing about the field to be and so i'm like if you just paid so much money to get this hotel and renovate it and everything why would you hire someone with no experience yeah to manage the hotel she managed the
0: whole entire hotel and here's what happened uh sally going back to why there was two entrances and everything like that the new buyers that bought the hotel um they wanted to basically get rid of all the tenants there were tenants there that had been there for 30 years paying next to nothing. And they wanted to clean it up, revamp it, give it new life and, you know, up the price on it and make it a place that's, you know, comfortable for travelers coming through. Um, and that didn't happen. I'm not sure. I can't remember exactly what the rule was, but basically Los Angeles, there was some sort of, you know, pencil and paper that told them that they could not get rid of those tenants. So what they did is they made it like this split, level type of thing to where they had all the tenants on the first few floors then they had the stay on main which is the new name of the hotel and that got completely renovated there was new paint new everything and then the rest of the you know uh That's skid row um you know uh what do you call it like, the, like the ones that shelter. are frequent at the top you know the basic people that are always staying there so they even had two separate entries with two separate uh lobbies that you would enter and then of course they would cross each other's path in the in the elevators that's where they would know wait a minute (laughs) yeah what are we saying okay
3: and well and what's interesting not to like throw in any names but dan went to when when we went to wichita kansas it Mm -hmm. was the takeover hotel even though it said hyatt on the front it wasn't managed by hyatt it was managed by shoreline Mm -hmm. so he was one of two people that came from hyatt to come completely like roll it over under Hyatt management. Mm. So you're absolutely right. There's no reason why they would have brought someone in with absolutely zero experience for a takeover hotel. That that doesn't make sense. It doesn't it make the sense. The money
1: they couldn't pay they couldn't afford to pay for someone with all that experience.
3: You but know I'm- well I mean I, I don't know who owns the actual hotel but I mean when your name's when your name's on the establishment, I mean, it, it sets the tone and you want to make sure you put your best foot forward and you want someone who knows how to run it. Especially after
2: you paid so much money to own it.
3: Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, You no, have literal
1: crackheads paying the bills. I mean, they're not, right. what did you say, Stella? I couldn't remember. It was like, you know, not even what
0: five bucks a day or a yeah month. three three to four dollars a day something like that it, it was something it was, ridiculously low that i mean you can't even get that right. at like you know uh what is it a super eight motel or anything like that <laughs> and, and you even know the
1: people at who who said they were doing stay on maine elisa lamb the couple from london they chose it because it was like super super cheap and right. so i'm wondering if there wasn't money for someone experienced and they had essentially no other choice. Yeah. Than to, I mean, that is,
3: that is possible. Would is
1: someone possible with a lot of
0: experience take that job? Probably not. Right. Probably not. But you know what? You're right. Because I remember her saying that whenever they renovated, she said the budget was really tight and we had to like paint everything. And they brought in all that weird Ikea furniture and try to make it look Mm. modern and and just vamp it up and give it all this color and make it look, you know, new. But I remember her saying that in the documentary that they had a small budget to do all this stuff.
3: Okay, well, that definitely changes the game. I mean, if you don't have deep pockets, I can see how they'd be like, eh, hire whoever you want.
2: But also for a person to stay there for that long too, Mm -hmm. like usually you will see a lot of turnover rate with staff. Yeah, right who work in an area like that
0: mm-hmm. but, um... so Wendy, when you said that that leads me into the final portion of our episode, so do you think that the staff was just kind of fell into the um oh well, this is what happens here since it's been happening for so many years, and just kind of turned their heads? you think that they were just like, you know we know what's going on, we know what's happening, um and it's just you know, it's our everyday life. This is where we work. Because let me let me backtrack real quick. But um, Sally, there this place uh, was a notorious stomping ground for uh, the night stalker. And there was one person on staff that said he would strip down behind the hotel into like his underwear and come in all covered in blood and just walk up to his room. And then there was another um, serial killer that came down from Austria who was acting as a um, reporter journalist from Austria that was there investigating and reporting on like uh, prostitution, et cetera, et cetera. And he was actually hiring prostitutes and murdering them in, in his hotel room. So I just feel like from the feedback from that one staff member saying, oh yeah, Richard Mary's used to just kind of, you know, nonchalantly hey guys what's up and just go up to his room like do you feel like it was just the culture of them just kind of knowing shit's going down and we're just gonna ignore it
2: I think so especially for the higher-ups of the hotel yeah I think the ones that were maybe on the lower end they probably were like okay I need to get out of here but the higher-ups like the management or maybe even like the high maintenance man they knew
0: yeah there's just so many (laughs) yeah there's so much going on with this whole thing
2: i feel like um
1: do you remember the part where price says um that uh, you know that that the lamb family was they were suing the hotel um for responsibility or whatnot and she said well what were we supposed to do i mean if even if we called the police would they have come I mean, we called so many times um, for so many things um, and they, they just, sometimes they wouldn't even answer the phone. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of wondering if they got to the point given their clientele that, I mean, it's Skid Row. It's like to them, it's the worst of the worst. What do we care? You know, as as far as like the cops, you know, I, we, so we don't sad. have time for that. We've got to go deal with this over here you know, this and that. And so, you know, at what point is it the hotel's responsibility to, it wasn't threatening anybody. Was she, I don't remember her. She was being really weird and like kind of yelling at her roommates
0: or something. Right. So, uh, Sally, with that being said, um, they found her, when they went to look in her room, they found all of her prescription medication. I think that was like five different types of medication she was taking for her bipolar disorder so when they looked at the refill dates they realized that it didn't coincide with the amount of time that she was staying there so it led them to believe that she had completely gone off her medicine so and that that's what caused her to have some kind of mental break that put her into this episode and caused her to commit suicide quote unquote but what I say to that is Her family, it seems like her family is extremely tight knit. And I know she had a sister also. So with your family being that tight knit and you having the severe uh, bipolar, you know, issues that are going on in your life, why would her parents or her family so easily agree to just let her go? Like, wouldn't right. you see signs before then saying, oh, I have to remind her to take her medication. She hates taking it, you know, and then she has all of these, you know, breaks uh, with her mental stability. And, oh, that scared me. What was that? Well, there's thunder out here. Sorry, guys, but there's a lot of thunder. And <laughs> Did that, she got light? What? Yes. <laughs> Girl. <laughs> you better be get away from the windows oh seriously i
1: just thought a lightning bolt was coming through my house oh my gosh oh my god i thought
3: your phone levitated
1: oh, No, it's okay baby oh,
3: oh.
1: it's okay oh
3: <laughs> it was okay, for an Sophia. emergency
2: that she came out <laughs> right
3: well so- i I have to say, despite the fact she was on medication and maybe she didn't take it or who knows how many days, I don't think that was the reason behind her passing at all. There's foul play. I, I'm betting and I'm not a betting person, but I see this, this tall, strong, creepy gentleman wearing like a blackish bluish suit. It, it, I I don't think she did it. There's no way. She was too tiny. What was she? She five she, feet? Yeah, she, like she she, she was, was tiny, right? Girl. Yeah. Okay. How girl. how do I know that? I don't know that, but yes, I can see like her in just my average mind, build,
0: small girl. You know, petite, super feminine, right. and just very so casual, cutie Like you said, like a Jennifer Aniston type, like that. just Yeah. That I
3: do have to girl. say that the dark the dark energy that I feel in the uh, in the elevator um now that i know more now i realize that the dark energy is definitely just ev- all the darkness that's been happening it's just like almost like creating its own entity of so much just horrible the neg- things that have yeah, gone on all the
0: negativity that's been there that's what that's what i was um explaining to my husband earlier i was yeah. like i just feel like there's so much darkness that's happened there it's just manifested itself within that Correct. hotel and it's just like Correct and it's probably just going to keep attracting it because people also know that they can essentially get away with it. Right. Um, there was also some, um, different, um, ideas going around with the whole documentary of tampering with evidence. Um, the autopsy report, people don't buy the autopsy report. Um, just so many holes to where you have a lot of, um, viewers saying, Hey, there's something bigger here. There's something else going on. LAPD is making it seem like it's an open shut case. It was a suicide at the end. And you have this management team that honestly, when you see the manager, she does seem nervous to me. You know, she seems like she's, there's just something going on behind her eyes. When you're watching her, you just, you know, just reading her body language. And then also with the maintenance man, like when they're interviewing him, I don't know if you guys noticed, like his eyes were red, like he was nervous and probably about to cry. He probably either, either he's seeing the flashback of when he found her and that's what's causing the trauma, or he knows something more and he's not allowed to to talk about it. Right. Yeah so
3: no they, they definitely know something's up and I don't I don't know what's going on but I can tell you I would not want to be checking rooms or walking down those halls alone there's no way so I don't you're... know how that girl does <clears throat> it I, I think I think even the janitor would like yeah I mean can we curse like yes <laughs> <laughs> like I feel, it's like, I feel like yeah I know like he would should have it like he's like, what is it? I don't know. Who's the Hispanic person? Cause it's almost like, I want to be like, I no no, no, no. I'm not, I, I no no, no. I, it's I'm the maintenance guy. It's the maintenance guy. Oh my guy. God. Does, does he talk like, does he like, is, is he Spanish has an accent? First language. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. here, here I go. He speaks Spanish. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So then I'm with him. That's who I see that. He's just like, yo no voy a ir. No, <laughs> like, uh, uh-uh. I am not going. Yeah. Like that's, and the and the the woman. I'm now. I'm gonna have to go watch this. Like now, I feel like I already watched it, but I. Can't. <laughs> <laughs> but like, she definitely. They know. They know who's responsible, or they have an idea. The maintenance man knows more than he's letting on. He has a hunch. He just doesn't have the proof, and he's not about to get in trouble or
0: get killed die over it. <laughs> yes. Like or get killed because that yeah. would be my first fear.
3: <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely, but I can tell you this: I like to ghost hunt, but I would not stay there by myself overnight. Not because I believe this individual is still there, but because I know that I would see, hear, and feel some horrible things.
0: Yeah,
3: and there, there's no way I, I would. I would not open up myself for that. Nope. So
2: wasn't wasn't this hotel also like? I guess part of the reason why um American Horror Stories had
0: uh yeah Yeah, there was a connection Uh uh-huh there was a one uh, the one where Lady Gaga came out that was the that whole series um Mm -hmm. was basically based off of the Cecil Hotel Okay, okay so what I wanted to um Talk about now, I lost my train of thought. Sorry, I just started thinking about Lady Gaga and the the <laughs> <heart> story. Adam <laughs> Levine.
3: I'm thinking Adam uh, Levine. Uh, <laughs> the hotel might be haunted.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. So the update on the hotel is that they had closed it down, but guys, it's being renovated for to to reopen. It no. is being Have renovated. Cleaned up, open. Did row. Open, absolutely not.
3: that's what i thought it's still there
0: exactly so they are just renovating it quote unquote and they're gonna reopen it and you are gonna have that place is going to be booked i mean from a business standpoint hello you're gonna have all of those people that do want to go and stay there overnight they're gonna be booking the shit out of this place so what is that
1: called gentrification exactly where you combine like poorer sides with uh mm-hmm. more elite and wealthier sides and you try to contain them and that they do that a lot in new york city right mm-hmm. so who
2: was who was the creator of this docu series, and do they have an involvement with the hotel so they can get more hype that would so they be that's, that's, get a, more, that's a good
0: theory like get more <laughs> clients to get yeah more revenue. come in Mm-hmm. Wow. Yep, publicity
1: notoriety. is good. Bad publicity is good public. I can't say the word publicity. Publicity. <laughs>
3: publicity. Okay. I got you. I got you.
0: Okay, girls, Absolutely. we only have a few minutes to wrap up. So I just wanted to get each of your final thoughts. Um, make them short and sweet so that we can just kind of see where you stand with this whole docuseries.
2: Okay. Wendy. Okay. So I think there's some truth to the series but then I think there is some tamperness happening in this documentary series I feel I feel like there's more to it that we don't know I don't think whatever they said in the in the documentary is all correct I think there's more that we haven't we don't know about and I do think that um part of the reason that she did pass away parts of it i do think is because of the meds situation i do think that um but overall i don't know what to think all i can think is i'm never gonna go there (laughs) (laughs) i think the place is haunted i wouldn't go over there i really do feel like it's haunted i feel like i will feel bad spirits all over me and i will feel very uncomfortable and maybe i don't know right now i'm thinking maybe she felt that when she was there and that's why she stopped taking the meds. Oh, that
0: could, yeah, that's a good, a good look mm, at it. I don't know. So. I think you okay. might
2: be onto but, something. And I do think that, and I do think, I do kind of believe the conspiracy about the TB vaccine.
1: Mm-hmm. That I was so that. strange.
3: That is weird. That, that it's backwards, for okay,
2: backwards. people have her name in the world? That name is not a common name. And for them to come, for whoever who came up with that name, how did you come up with that name? It's just out of nowhere, out of the blue?
3: No.
0: Yeah. No.
2: yeah. So I do think that took a big part of it.
0: Katie, what are your final thoughts? So
2: I don't want to
1: totally discount the um, synchronicity of everything. The, the t- you know The tuberculosis vaccine, the fact that her college that she went to was very high. Uh, I mean, was, no, you know, notable uh, TB research center. Oh, um, that was another
0: fact we left out. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah,
1: that's right. The the, um, the Dark Waters movie, the, um, oh, the bookstore. I mean, all of these things. I mean, I've been watching, um, you know, murder mysteries almost exclusively <laughs> for a decade um you kind of start to start you, you you start to kind of understand how people's minds work in these kind of situations and i fully do believe in the you know maybe one thing two thing it's a coincidence but after that when it's like you're just counting off your fingers one two three four i mean like how many can we get um that synchronicity i think we can't deny that but also there is another phenomenon i don't i don't remember the name of it where Um, uh, if you look for something hard enough, you'll find it. Okay. So when my, uh, one of my best friends, uh, Leanna, her, her dad died, his name was Roger. And, um, you know, we've known each other for over 30 years and, uh, is it 30 years? We met when we were seven, I'm 41. And, um, everywhere I was going I was seeing his name Roger 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 and I was like this is so weird and it lasted for like a year and uh and then I came across this thing where it's like you know you'll start to see it's called like the yellow Volkswagen or something theory or something when you want when you think of yellow Volkswagen beetles or something I mean, you're gonna see them all the time anyways I'm kind of straying so I I I get it but also at the same time I really feel like she went off her meds, one of the um, symptoms or the, not the symptoms, but like the repercussions of going off her medications is having these psycho delusional um, metamorphosis, these uh, visions. And in the video, in the, the elevator, I think you can really see that she's clearly, it's so eerie because we don't know what she's seeing in her mind's eye. What is she seeing? Okay. Um, at the end of the day, I believe it was an accident. I don't believe it was suicide. I believe it was an accident um, based upon not having the correct psychiatric care. Um, So I say all that to say my biggest takeaway from this is the dangers of the internet, the dangers of social media, the dangers of internet sleuths, you know, what they did to morbid and how they blew so many things out of proportion and they could have just checked simple facts and um, how we can't really trust a lot of things that we read and hear about. We have to do our own research and be critical thinkers um, and 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 check it out, right? Um, so that was kind of my takeaway. I think they did pay too much attention to the internet sleuths and the, um, the YouTubers or whatever you want to call them. Uh-huh. And, um, I just think it got too, too, it got, it was taken too far. And, uh, I do believe that the place is haunted because I'm really into ghosts. I've seen ghosts. I've lived with ghosts. Um, I'm really into all that. I'd love to have, talk about those experiences at a later podcast or something. Um, um, and maybe Sally, you can join me in that because I think, we have, <laughs> yeah. I don't know, Wendy, you might get too scared because
2: <laughs>
1: no, you don't, I we, need, we need Wendy
2: oh my We God. I experienced the craziest. <laughs> my stuff. old house, actually, my little brother, when he was little, he always saw things, and we had like a little escape, uh, little door in one room. And to this day, he's still a little scared. He's eighteen; and gets a little scared of that house. Yeah, well, no, he saw. Been did you see say- him?
3: I yeah. Did he see a little boy? Who did he see? He saw a little boy. Who-
2: he he saw something, and he he thought yeah when he went inside a little room he did find toys
3: was it was it boy male or does it or were Mm -hmm. they unisex it was the boy yeah it was a boy he saw the little boy Mm -hmm. yeah yeah he saw the little boy yeah no we need to do a podcast oh definitely girl (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah no we need to do it we need we need people like wendy we're going to call them wendy's because there are because That way, see, and this is what I love to do. Like, I want to help people understand what's happening, what's going on. I've helped cross, like, I actually crossed a little boy over that was in a home growing up in Dallas. I now reside in Orlando, Florida, and this little boy, my daughter started to see. The moment she said, Mom, there's this little boy that I see, I was like, son of a bitch, it's the boy that I saw when I was her age in Dallas. So, Um, I got with a girlfriend and she's like, it's the same boy. And I'm like, how, how does this happen? She's like, what he saw in you, he now sees in her. You're now the mom figure. I said, got it. So I actually, we crossed him over and my daughter never saw him again. And I also stopped having nightmares of my home in Dallas. Mm -hmm.
0: So. Okay, so I'm gonna give you guys this real quick piece of information. Um, I went to visit Sally, uh, not that long ago. What was it? Like 2017? I can't even remember 2017. Yeah, I think so. Or end of 2016, something like that. I went to visit her and I had my mom and Logan and my husband and, um, Sally and I went to high school together and she is Logan's godmother. And, um, so we went to go visit and we were sitting at the counter in her kitchen And I remember when I was leaving, Sally was telling me, she goes, hey, the whole time that you guys were talking to us, I saw this this man with a cowboy hat standing next to your mom. And she goes, I think it's your dad. I I think your dad was with you guys the whole time that y'all were here. So um, not even an hour later, my brother calls me and he says, hey, he's like, where's mom? And I said, um, you know, she's about to take a nap or whatever. He goes, don't say anything but her uncle Jose passed away a few hours ago and my mom's uncle Jose was like her father figure and he you never I never saw him without a cowboy hat ever and he literally passed away around the time that I was at her house talking to her and that to me and when we finally you know We boarded the plane to come back home. I didn't say anything to her until we actually landed here because I don't want her to to be stressed and emotional and everything. So when I told her about Sally, my mom, you know, has always believed in that. Like we're huge faith in God above anything else, but we know that there are other, just other things. And, you know, so she told me, she was like, wow. She was like, that gave me chills. She's like, because I just felt like something was going on with me the whole time we were there. She's like, there was just something off. I didn't know what it was, but yeah. So.
3: Seeing that, and that's all, that's all those feelings you have to trust in those gut feelings. And I have to say, we are all psychic. Every single one of us. Those gut feelings you have, that's being psychic. But not everybody's a medium, meaning not everybody's gonna see the spirit standing behind you. Uh-huh. And for the longest time, I just thought it was my crazy imagination. I'm a book nerd. I love to read, and so it was always context clues. And then I remember elementary school. You know, you gotta read between the lines. So. In my mind, I thought what I was seeing was me just filling in the gaps. Like when you're reading a book, when you're reading Harry Potter, when you're reading anything. And it wasn't actually till that year, 2017 was when I had my spiritual awakening, where I was done knowing things. I was done, you know, with, okay, I dreamt this last night. And then today I see it happen before my eyes. And it's like, what's the point? Am I supposed to do something with this? Am I supposed to help people? Can you change the course, the outcome of our destiny? What am I supposed to do? So 2017 was a big year for me where I finally said, okay, enough's enough. I need to know more. So got it. Yeah.
1: So are we staying? Um, are we gonna have our own private um sessions with you, Sally? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes. Let's probably. <laughs> I right.
1: have someone I really, really want to talk to. And I was just hoping maybe she
2: would come through. <laughs> so
3: who, all right, now that you say that. Um, I didn't know if it was one of you guys or the documentary. Who's got the white, fluffy dog and spirit? Anybody have a white, fluffy dog?
0: Not in the documentary, for sure.
3: Not in the documentary. So it's got to be somebody. Somebody has the white, cute, fluffy. It's not a poodle. It's even cuter than a poodle. It's like fluffier. But someone's got the white, fluffy dog when you were little
2: right dog,
3: but it's not fluffy that's okay when you were a kid when you were a kid when or I now? was
2: younger well my more my brother more my brother my is that the same brother
3: the same yes. brother who saw the little boy okay yes. i feel like he he needs a reading he's still traumatized from that incident and he doesn't need to be you guys are so gifted. That's why you, you're like a chicken shit, Wendy. And that's okay because I was too. And my sister. My sister would be like, I'm tired of feeling somebody sit on the edge of the bed. I'm over it, you know, and nobody's there. And so if you want to, I would love to talk to him and just let him know that what he saw, like it's it's not following him. He isn't cursed. There's no such thing. Just some of us are just my, more yeah, open. Yeah, because
2: my mom always told us that, because that dog passed away. And it's like when a dog passes away, she will say it's because something bad happened and it protected you. Some. Oh.
3: See, no. See, this is why we need a podcast <laughs> so I can set the record straight. <laughs> now the little the the white fluffy dog How is female. I know, girl. What? So the fluffy dog is female. It was a male. It was about what? What's his name? Or was his name? Chikilin. <laughs> Chikilin. <laughs> Is he a tiny? A okay.
0: You don't get more Latino than that, Chiquiline. <laughs> I know. Like
3: all right. So my my okay. two cents on the documentary. Yes, definitely,
0: yeah. Let us know. Um
3: no, no such thing as coincidences. Something's definitely up. There's dark, like bad juju energy up in that place. I still think things are happening and will continue to happen, um, just because of the energy. Um but honestly, I don't think the bad guy was ever caught, and I think he actually might still be alive, hurting people. Um, I feel terrible for her and her family. It was senseless, but yeah, that's my case. and I do think that there's way too way too many things that just don't make sense between the the, the government interference because the names spelled backwards that's kind of weird. Uh, the TV like. The way the Google search goes back to the cemetery where she like, no, that's just way too much. It comes to a point in time, you're right, Katie, where there are, like there's way too many coincidences and there is no such thing, you know?
1: They call it synchronicity.
3: Coincidence, synchronicity is all of it. Yes. No, there's just, there's definitely foul play. And the cops were messed up by tampering with the evidence and being sloppy at the murder scene. Mm-mm. there's no way, even if you are, first of all, if I take too many Tylenol, I'm loopy as hell, I'm not about to go up to a water tower and throw myself in, like, there's just, <laughs> no, if she, if she was out of her mind, there's no way, she was too tiny, what was she, like, 100 pounds, like, she, I know she was tiny, there's no way you could do that, oh, you awesome. can't lift yourself into yeah, that actually, thing,
0: I actually want to, um, I want to look up how, like, what her, measurements um, her measurements, her weight, her measurements. Mm-hmm.
3: i feel I feel like she was tiny, like there's just no way yeah. no way
0: okay, Let guys, you know. I'm gonna give uh my two cents before we wrap it up. I am that person that you don't want to sit down and talk to when there are conspiracies swirling around because i'm I'm all about that, and I always get dragged for it, but I'm gonna say this um, and i and I always go back to this when we think that government or law enforcement can't do something and could or could possibly not be responsible for something. I always say Hitler existed, Kim Jong-un existed, Kim Jong-il and their whole you know dynasty. Think about it that's what I think of all the time. I'm like you know LA is throwing these people away to begin with. Um, Could they have done some sort of a hokey setup there to try to wipe out that population or actually condense it? Probably. When you have a lot of power and a lot of money, I feel like anything goes. That's just me. So, um, yeah. But I do also believe that there's been so much crime there. There's probably been so there's probably a crap ton of murderers that are about to check in whenever they open it back up. We don't know, but there's just been so much going on that I do feel that LAPD, LAPD and um, the staff just kind of looked away. So could there possibly have been um, a murderer there that that did this? Uh, yeah, I think it, it could have been. I just, it doesn't sit well with me that if she was so, um, you know, near going off the deep end by be getting off her medicines, or if she had any kind of small sign to her family that she could possibly go off her medicines, I don't see her going to, the United States never having been there solo and doing it like that—that's what mm-hmm. doesn't sit she well with me. She was
3: 21, right?
0: Yeah, she was 21. So I—I I don't know. It just doesn't sit well with me, and I don't—I don't think her parents would have easily just let her go if she <clears throat> could have fallen off the deep end, you know, and not. I take, think,
1: fellas, um, to to touch on that real quick. Yeah. Do you yeah. think one of your questions was? You know why would a girl, a young girl, going to you know Los Angeles for the first time, uh-huh. go off her medicine? And that really stopped. I really stopped in my tracks on that one because, you know, that's a really good question. Um, she knew from her Tumblr reports that uh-huh. you know she she hated beyond the medication, but she needed the medication. And so I'm I'm I don't know. Part of me thinks you know was she in this state of, oh I just want freedom. You know, I just want to not be sick. I just want to um not be tied to these medications um, or deep down, was she suicidal and she knew if I get off these medications, um, anything goes. It's mm. kind of hard to just it's such a great question because you don't know what's going on in the mind of someone else, yeah um, definitely in those moments I mean bipolar not bipolar you know schizophrenic not schizophrenic i Mm -hmm. mean even us who aren't on or maybe on you know psychotic medications or anxiety or depression i mean you have no idea what's going on in someone's brain yeah definitely and uh Mm -hmm. that would be really really interesting to know if there was something other than tumblr like a diary
0: exactly Mm -hmm. yeah because we don't know if any of that could have been hacked you know and there could have been all these other messages and but we don't know but another thing to that is um her being so trusting on the tumblr saying she wanted to meet new people as long as they weren't creepy who's to say that i mean she's sitting in like the mecca of drugs there who's to say she didn't meet somebody when she was out and about being touristy or whatever that probably gave her something we don't we don't Mm. know you're right we well, don't she,
2: know they said that that she didn't have anything like in her system but i think if she was off her med you think she'll be even more trusting to the point that she thought someone was playing it's like hey let's go up here i got a key or i, I know a place to go it, with the guy that she met they go up there he's like i dare you go in there i'll pull you up and that's why she was naked because she was found naked and maybe yeah was, she like, was okay Maybe it was like a little game and he was trying to talk with her, but it was like, oh, I'm being playful, but in reality, okay, bye now. <laughs> okay, bye now. Okay, bye now.
3: I mean, that's not my idea of getting right, Okay.
1: Oh, no. I'm going to have to put a parental <laughs> advisory
0: at the beginning of this podcast. Do not listen with your children around. Okay, bye now.
3: <laughs> this took a left turn quick. <laughs>
2: that's, oh, my oh my new, that's my new. That's my Maybe she was sure, just le- like I said. Maybe <laughs> she was just left there, and he and she thought that this person that she was with was gonna pull her out, and maybe it was like a dare, but she wasn't in her right mind.
3: Well, and I still feel like there's something about the kitchen, something about the like I keep wanting to like kind of I don't know why I want to zigzag. It's coming in and out through the kitchen, coming in. And, whoever was in there knew the ins and outs, and who's to say if you have to have a key to get let's put away the fire escape if you you have to be on the inside what if they went into what if you went into her room and you switched that well i mean i don't know who's to say maybe she did stop taking the pills but what if they put something else in there maybe not molly maybe not you know what but what if they gave her something and she did like think she was a superhero and could scale the wall and Mm -hmm. you know what I mean sometimes you don't know what you can do when you're on drugs people do some crazy stuff and get really strong yeah I don't know
2: maybe she thought it was an employee (laughs) and it was room service
0: you I mean if it was an employee and if you're picking up something like that like the kitchen and stuff and you're right like if um somebody they said that you had to have a key to have access to the roof anyway like it just there's just so many things I just I feel like a hundred percent that manager knows what went down.
3: You yeah, know? because yeah. I I, I even work if in LAPD hotels.
0: is clear. Even if like you're looking at, at you know Morbid, of course he's clear, but you're looking at all the different people that were involved, and I just feel like a hundred and ten percent this woman knows, knows something. She knows something, yeah. and I just I don't know. I'm not. I can't let it go, guys. I just can't. <laughs>
3: yeah. No, she definitely she did knows something. Well with
0: me. No. yeah
3: no i mean that's all all i did for the longest time i worked at the Hyde. i worked at the omni i, mm. I worked at nothing but hotels in dallas i did if, too. If there I is did for there is six years there's the mass there's the master key everybody knows and i don't know what kind of doors they have but even way back then it shows who went in and out and oh yeah that's programs those so somebody knows something they're just playing stupid
0: yeah definitely Okay, guys. Thank you guys so much for uh, joining me today. And this was an awesome conversation. We definitely are going to do it again. So um, what I'm going to do is just reach out and see what are some other cases that people would like to hear us chat about, because I think this is pretty awesome. And we can dive into that and, you know, just have fun with it. And yeah. So thank you guys so much. Thank you, thank you, Felix. It was good meeting everyone. <laughs> yeah, you too, yes. Wendy. You'll come yes. over to our side
1: eventually. <laughs> <just> <laughs> little will you. We'll you kicking and screaming. screaming.
3: <laughs> yeah, we'll have to do ghost stories. We'll have to do all kinds of myths, legends, and and if anybody you know, has
0: he... any story, hmm. oh, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry, right, that's my son knocking on the door. Do y'all hear that? Oh, <laughs> Very quick. You know what I forgot? I was so in the moment of us having this discussion and just listening to everybody's side of the story and your opinions and everything. that I forgot to have you guys share your favorite things. We have this segment at the end of every episode where we talk about what we've been loving, what we're obsessed with. Okay, so Wendy, what are some things that you are absolutely loving at the moment?
2: It's not only at the moment, it's just every day. Guys, if y'all don't know me, y'all will know me now. I am in love with hot Cheetos. They're so bad for your health. But i that's always my thing that I love, hot <laughs> Cheetos. <laughs> hot Cheetos anything. I know, it, I'm like 31 years old in here. I'm like a little kid eating hot Cheetos. But I absolutely love hot Cheetos. But one thing I actually just discovered, and probably everybody knows about this, I am not a Starbucks person. I don't, I'm not a coffee drinker either. I don't drink coffee. And so, but my family always goes or friends and I always get gift cards for Starbucks. But sometimes I don't know what to do with the gift card because I don't go to Starbucks.
0: You give them to me.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So I started going and using some of my gift cards and I found out about the Starbucks refreshers with lemonade. Mm. And I think those are so Delicious. And now I'm loving to go to Starbucks, not because of the coffee, but I want those refreshers, lemonades. So, yeah, not something big. Everybody probably knows about it, but those are the little cositas that I'm loving.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What about you, Katie?
1: Um, Okay, this is kind of silly. Well, I I love dairy. I love cheese. I love all dairy, but I don't like dairy in the morning in my coffee. Um, It just makes me, I just don't like the feeling. So uh, probably two years ago, I started going through all of the creamers, all of the almond and all the coconut um, milk creamers, um, trying to find one that was closest to, you know, like a real, like a half and half type texture that was kind of thick and creamy. And it took me a very, very long time. And I found some really, really bad ones. Um, But also I'm cheap. Um, And so even the really, really good ones, if they were like really expensive, I was like, well, that was a nice run, but I'll never buy you again. But I wanted to say if anybody is dairy intolerant or is like me and wants a break from dairy every once in a while, um, Silk makes um, an almond milk creamer and a coconut milk creamer with some different flavors. And they are more natural stuff if you're into that. And they have a really good, um, I don't wanna say
0: texture, um they're creamy i know what you're talking about
1: yeah they're creamy, they're creamy mm-hmm. like a like a normal coffee creamer um but they're real stuff like i don't i personally don't like the international delights because they're made of oil right
2: mm-hmm.
1: um and so i anyways i really appreciate those my other fave is um josh and i we binged watch oh what's the name of that show they're on a boat they're on a yacht below deck
0: uh-huh. Okay. Yeah,
1: yeah. 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 And all these people, they want espresso martinis. And I'm like, what's up with an espresso martini? So I had one for the first time the other day at <laughs> Dino's in Grapevine. <laughs> Girls, if you have not had an espresso martini, get yourself to Dino's or somewhere. I've had two already, and Dino's was absolutely amazing. Oh my gosh, I wanted a jug of it. <laughs> That's my thing. I don't that's know. I, I want you to try an espresso martini just okay. once. Definitely. So good. But not near your bedtime.
0: Coffee and martini. That sounds like a great combination. <laughs> it
3: works. It
0: works. <laughs> it's like it' you know, ex like but Coffee in a martini it. glass. I
3: mean, come on. What could go wrong?
1: <laughs> I can already smell it.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, what could go wrong? You're drunk and you can't go to sleep.
0: That's happened to me before. Oh. I did those uh Bailey's. <laughs> Irish creams with Baileys and coffee. Oh my, it was an upper and a downer at the same time. It was the worst (laughs) night of my life. Yes, But it was so good. It was was terrible, terrible. I wanted to talk really fast and take a nap at the same time. (laughs) Oh my God, so good. Okay, Sally, share some of your favorites with us.
3: All right, if anybody's looking for a good book, this book is so good. It's been around since 1993. The Celestine Prophecy. So for anybody just wondering why you are the way you are, why you see synchronicities, what's going on, there's a bigger picture, White, I'll have to say, okay, I won't use the word aura, but like, I think we all know who we gravitate to. Like, oh my God, I love their energy. I wanna hang out with them. Or like, ew, I don't like her. I'm staying away from her. There's a reason behind it. You're reading energy, just the way dogs do. Like dogs, like smell each other's butts. <laughs> People, people get each other in their own way. You know what I mean. So anyway, this book is so fantastic. It talks about all these um, secrets that they don't want to let out to the human population. But um, it, I, I don't want to give it away. I'm just gonna say, if you're looking for a good spiritually enhancing book, this is a great one to try. The unseen it's Fantastic. I wrote it down. <laughs> <laughs> it's oh my god. You won't you won't be able to put it down so good it's so good
0: that's awesome okay so i have two favorites and you know since we're on that true crime you know kick right now um the book club that i have uh we've been reading the phantom prince my life with ted bundy by elizabeth kendall so it was Whoa. basically a woman that dated uh ted bundy over a span of about uh six years when he was you know doing his thing To quite a few victims. And this book is just really, yeah, it's 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 a bit creepy. It's a little chilling. I would I was reading it one night and I was telling the book club, I said, yeah, I heard my phone like text message go off and I literally jumped. And I'm like, okay, how in the hell did you sleep next to this man? Possibly Mm -mm. knowing what he was doing, but you still kept coming back for more. Like, what the hell? So anyway, there's that book. And then the other thing is something silly. It's Cobra Kai. I'm obsessed. It's oh, my, me too. It's my yes. thing. Oh my god, '80s babies, get on board. Cobra Kai yes. is where it's at. The I cry.
3: I cry. <laughs> I love the show. Sure. It's so good. Julian it.
0: watched it. I got all I his family it. to watch it. <laughs> my mom got a sweatshirt. Three girl. Yes. Yes.
3: yes. I need so a sweatshirt. Good. It's so good. And did did, he, did anybody else cry when they show little snippets and they go back in time? I cried like a little bitch. I like, cried. I don't know yes, what It's girl. it's so yeah, nostalgic. It's, it's so nostalgic. It,
0: I did too, because I whenever they do the flashback to Ralph Macho when he's a kid and I'm like, oh my gosh, he was my first crush. Like how in the world? Like what I don't even know. What the hell? I, he's he's still so cute. I know. Oh god. But yeah, Christ. I, I think love we lost Katie. Yeah. No! I think that what? storm kicked her off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Maybe yeah. a ghost. <laughs> no, don't say that. <laughs> All right, guys, we're going to go ahead and uh, wrap it up. This was an amazing conversation. Um, Thank you guys so much for being guests. So we will definitely get together again and do another episode. Until next time, que viva la charla.